0: you don't have to, and so if, if you're like, oh, I'm interested in uh, this topic or, or that topic, feel free to, to deviate and, and do your own thing. Uh, you don't have to go with your group, but we have three amazing topics, and I just want to um, give the opportunity to, to some of our other staff. Um, we're going to have three different panels. Yeah, give it up. And so, Brandon, why don't you, you begin and share your first one? Yeah, for sure. Uh, my name is Brandon, better known as Master Blarg. Uh, I serve as the youth production tech at Irvine campus, and I'm gonna be uh, moderating a panel alongside Joanna Yang, our worship leader at Irvine. And Matthew Marciolotti over at Oceanside uh, and a panel called How Serving Changes Your Life. How getting involved and in using your gifts, talents, and treasures uh, not only changes the lives of the people that in your church, the people that you get to bless, but also massively changes your life and really helps you to have a really deep, strong relationship with Jesus. So we are going to be in the dining hall if you're interested in learning about how serving changes your life.
1: Yeah, hey guys, I'm Abby, and um, and I am an HSM coordinator at Irvine. I'm so stoked to be here with you guys. I'm going to be moderating a panel called Learning to Spend Time with Jesus with uh, Jeff Bates from Mission Viejo and Deborah Spooner from JHM. So we are... We're just really excited. I think a lot of conversations have been resulting in us finding out that you guys either want to go deeper, don't know your next step, or you're wondering, are there more than one way that I can spend time with God? Um, Or maybe you're just feeling a little stuck. So we're going to be right here in the chapel. Just hang out here. We're going to have a really awesome discussion on what it looks like to spend time with Jesus and go deeper with him.
2: Let's go. Let's go. I am Jake uh, from... Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm... I'm the youth director over at North Irvine campus, best
1: Irvine campus. Sorry, just went there. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It's all, it's all one church, one church. Uh, now, nah, but I am going to be doing uh, sharing the gospel uh, alongside uh, Kyra and Ethan from Irvine. It is going to be phenomenal. Uh, the reason we want to do this is because we all became Christians because someone first took the time to share the gospel with us, to pour into us. Now it's our turn to pour into others, but it's genuinely really scary and not easy to do it. So if you want to learn more about how to share your faith, meet me and my other two leaders at Victory Circle. You're going to go right across the bridge and just down the
0: hill a little bit, um, and I can't wait to see you all there. All right, awesome. And so right now, you guys are going to grab your stuff. Uh, If you're going to stay here, just maybe shift forward. Um, Everybody else, you're dismissed.
1: Hey guys, um, we have a couple people here at the front passing out papers. If you guys wanna write in any questions at any point in time, you can just write those down and pass them to an aisle and um, we'll come get them from you. We'd love to hear specifically what your questions are too. Um, So as we're passing those out, just be thinking of your questions. If we run out of paper or if you don't have a pen, use somebody else's, make a friend, ask for a pen, find some notebook paper, um, and we will get those questions from you guys too. This is so, yeah, we really are. I don't know what happened here. I think I'm good. I just won't lean back. <laughs> Hit my head on the on the piano.
3: Okay, so Shannon's gonna do
1: it, and then I told you a clinch to do it. piano. Great, okay. Oh, hey, 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 guys. Thanks for sticking around. We're so glad you're here. Um, before we introduce it, I'm just going to say a quick prayer. So if you guys don't mind praying with me really quick, um, Father God, I thank you so much for this group of, um young men and young women who just want to be closer to you, who want to know more about you, God. I thank you for their leaders who are present in this room, Lord, to, uh, to learn, but also to help guide these conversations. Um, Holy Spirit, I just pray you would be um, so present. Would you just pour out a fresh um, anointing on your, your kids, your sons and your daughters in this room, Lord, that they want to meet with you, you want to meet with them, Lord. Just honor that desire in their heart, um, as we know you do, as our Father. Um, and would you just bless our conversations this morning? It's in your name I pray. Amen. 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 All right, guys. Um, well, like we said earlier, this panel, this conversation, really is called learning to spend time with Jesus. It's also, uh, in my head, it's a little bit more like um, developing a personal relationship with Jesus, too. So, if that's new for you, you're in the right spot. And if that's not new for you, but you're wanting to go deeper, you're feeling a little stuck, you're also in the right spot. Um, he's here to meet all of us exactly where we're at. I think that's what's going to happen this morning. Um, and after talking to so many of you, honestly, like we knew this panel was coming before weeks before camp even started, but after talking to you guys, like it really does feel like there's so many in this room who are feeling stuck and they're wanting answers. They're they're asking where God is, um, or you're asking who God is. And so I'm really excited to have this conversation. Um, yeah. So one of the first things we wanted to talk about really quick is just a baseline. Um, this panel seems v- kind of vague. Because what does it even mean to spend time with Jesus? Um, And basically for the purpose of our conversation this morning, spending time with Jesus is any specific intentional time that you have decided to pursue God or to be in the presence of God. And that's vague on purpose because it can mean a lot of different things, right? Um, But before we get started, I think it's always great to assess where we're at. So Spooner now that you're here, yes, introduce yourself some and, and help us with some assessments. Perfect.
3: Hi guys, my name uh, is Spooner. My first name is a question mark. So if you know it, don't tell anyone. Um, but so what we'd like to do is um, as we start, so we're going we're gonna to dive into a couple of specific questions and then hopefully get some from you. But like Abby said, if we want to learn how to grow, first it, has to, it means we have to be honest and say, hey, where actually am I at right now? So we know you've been at camp. You might have already been thinking about some of these things, but we're going to use a practical skill. So you do not have to say this to anyone. This is for you and the Lord unless you want to turn to your neighbor and tell them where you're at. But I want you to think on a scale of 1 to 10. So walking into this camp, so you're in summer, maybe going to your senior year, freshman year, maybe you just met Jesus, maybe you're in here because you didn't want to go to a different breakout and you just didn't want to move, and you're saying, I'm not really pursuing the Lord right now, but I want you to even write it down or think, if I were to rate myself on a scale of 1 to 10, of 1, I don't know how to spend with Jesus time with Jesus, I don't really know who Jesus is, and I don't know if I even want to do that, to a 5 where you're like, I'm feeling kind of stuck, a little burnt out, it feels dry, I don't know how to do this. That would be about a midway to a five or a ten if you're saying, hey, I am so on fire for the Lord, and I want, I've, I feel like I know how to spend time with Jesus, but I'm looking for more. We want you to just think through that, and even as you do that, to right now pray and say, God, this is, this is where I'm at, and I ask that your Holy Spirit would, that you could be attentive to what he's going to speak to you and what he might highlight to you in the next couple minutes. Yeah, so go for it.
0: All right, guys, hey, I'm Jeff. I'm the youth leader at Mariners Mission Viejo. Um, Super. There's my crew, super excited to be here with you guys. Um, And I've met a lot of you. Sometimes I'm in and out of Irvine. I'm getting to know more of you uh, this week, which has been really exciting. And I'm I'm having a great time watching all this, uh, all the talents, and all the skills I'm seeing you guys. I mean, I'm seeing ping pong, see you guys playing hoops. I'm seeing some handstands going on up here, right? So you guys got a lot of talents, I'm pretty, I'm pretty impressed. So like, uh, who's, got, who's got something that they're, that they're good at? Like an instrument or music, or who wants, who's bold to raise their hand? Something they're good at, something? What do you guys think? Right over here, what's your name? Caroline, Caroline. hi, I'm Jeff, nice to meet you. What are you good at? Taekwondo, all right, that's cool. So okay. that's a great one, right? Anyone else, anyone else? Yeah, all right, how about you? Sleeping, oh. All right, so for purpose of illustration, I'm going to go back here. But how did you get good at Taekwondo? Uh, I did it for nine years. Mm-hmm. So nine years. How did you do that? What, what, did, what did doing it mean? Man, you got. I'm gonna bring a chair up here for you, actually. That's fantastic. <laughs> so, a lot of practice, classes, yeah. and just kind of sharpening that skill. So, guys, this is this is not much different than something you would practice, just like like taekwondo or or hoops or whatever you guys do. And what we're talking about is kind of just sh- kind of exercising the spending time with Jesus muscle. Um, so, we're kind of hoping to give you guys some some tips and and um, how-to's and get you guys started so you guys can can get in your own rhythm and and your time with with the Lord will be sweeter and sweeter.
1: Yeah, yeah, awesome. Yeah, we're going to go ahead and and get started with uh, a question that one of my students asked the other day, Um, but they were asking basically for encouragement. So it's like, if you're new to this or if you're struggling with this, what does it even mean to spend time with Jesus? So Jeff Spooner, I just want to ask you guys, what kind of encouragement would you give to students who are looking for a next step or looking for a first step to spending time with Jesus?
3: Okay, so next step or first step for some time we do this. Um, okay, so some of this, what I would say, would depends on your personality. The, the baseline would be do something and often try something new. So often you can go, hey, give me a formula of like spending time with Jesus means I read a chapter of Matthew and then I write a prayer and then I do this. That can be what it looks like. And sometimes that might be a great first step is just picking a a chapter of the Bible and starting there. But for those of you who've already done that, if you're feeling discouraged, maybe it means something different. Maybe it means, hey, I'm going to try worship music instead and I'm going to start my time with the Lord by just listening to a song and actually asking, hey, what does this mean? Or maybe it looks like something that you do in community. You say, I'm going to start... Reading a, a book of the Bible, but reading it with someone, and then saying, Hey, when you're feeling discouraged, you're able to be encouraged by what they're hearing and what they're reading and what they're seeing as well. Because we're, as much as there is a portion of spending time with Jesus that is personal and is something between you and God, there is a part of it that is also communal, and that we are strengthened as we spend time with the Lord separately, but then come together and share what that looks like. So that's something, especially in the discouragement piece of that, or if it feels dry, of being able to do it with other people is something that when you're in a season or saying, Hey, I'm losing. I'm losing my spark for this. I'm feeling lost. Having someone else who's not in that season should be able to encourage you. Super, super valuable.
0: Um, my encouragement to you guys will be just that. Knowing that God is super, super faithful, guys. Like, just um, I know, like, as Abby mentioned, kind of starting out, like, you may be coming in here thinking, like, I'm at, I'm at a zero. Um, I don't know what to do. I don't have, I'm, I struggle to find time. You know, you guys are busy. You guys got busy lives, there's school and, and work and all kinds of all kinds of stuff you guys are doing. But God is so faithful to meet you. If you guys can just take that step to him, just a little bit, if it's a few minutes, um, just once a day, if you just give him that offering, he will, he will show up. He will meet you guys. Like, don't be discouraged that maybe you're not as far, as, far along as you'd like to be, but, you know, step one is, is, is what we're looking for.
1: Yeah, thank you guys. I think also I feel like it's really important for you guys to know as we were preparing for this, we were reflecting on how imperfect we are at this. I think it's really easy for us to sit up here and hold a microphone and say, hey, I'm so-and-so and I do this for the church, and I don't want you guys to think that we're good at this. We're always getting better. Um, we're never going to be good at this or as good as we could be. Um, and I want you guys to be encouraged by that, that there is no perfect place to start Um, and you need to start where you're comfortable. Start in something that feels natural to you. If that's sitting and praying, even if you don't, if there's a lot of thoughts rushing through your head and you're wondering what's from me, what's from God, like, start with that. Start asking God, like, it, it says, like, in the Bible, we're told we can ask and he will give clarity to what is from him. And so you will know. And so it's just, like Jeff said, it's a muscle. It's using that. It's learning to hear God's voice. Um, And a huge part of that is reading your Bible. And I'm sure all of you could raise your hand and say, Abby, everyone tells me to read my Bible more. It doesn't make sense to me yet or it doesn't make me feel close to God right now. Um, But as you're reading the Bible, you are learning your father's voice. And so as you're learning his voice and reading scripture, reading scripture in community, you will be able to sit in prayer and ask God and recognize his voice because you know how he speaks to you right? Because he uses language of love and belonging and identity, and that's what you're, that's what you're looking for, right? Um, Yeah, but yeah, I just felt like it was important for you guys to know we're not perfect. I, every day, am like, oh, I really should read my Bible more. Like, my goal for this year um, was to read one Bible verse a day, because I knew I couldn't sit down and read a chapter. So, start small, start where you're comfortable, um, and dive a little deeper, Yeah. Um, We do have some questions already from you guys. So if you filled out a question, can you go ahead and raise that paper high? We're going to have some leaders come around and collect them as we're talking about this one. Um, But yeah, if you have a paper, raise it up. And then Jeff and Spooner, I'm going to go ahead and ask you guys this one. Um, This student asked, how do I know if Jesus is speaking to me or it's just in my head?
0: I think I'm gonna hand the microphone the spinner on this one.
3: Okay, that can be what you do every time. Um, Okay, so two things I'll give you for this. One, talk to people about it, and two, check with Scripture. So the first thing is we know that if you are, like, thinking something and it doesn't align with who you know God is, if it's something like, whoa, this feels, like, way off base and it's against God's character or against his plan for other people or um, who he says you are, and it directly contradicts something in Scripture, that's like, okay, this probably isn't him, this is probably my head. But we know that there are a lot of things in life, like, what college should I go to? What major should I do? Should I be friends with that person? Those type of things that you're not going to open up to First Timothy and find a verse in there. If you do, let me know because that would be great. But usually it doesn't happen. So then, then um, I do a couple checks of like, okay, am I in prayer about this in the first place and taking that to the Lord? And then if I still feel unsure, then I talk to someone who um, has a lot of discernment about the Lord. So that could be your life group leader if you're in one. That could be your friend who's following Jesus. That could be if your parents follow the Lord, that could be them. It could be a it could be someone like um, Abby on the HSM team but the second check would be be just verifying it with people and then having confidence too of the Lord does give us freedoms so sometimes in some of those more specific things we're like is this God's voice or is this just my own desire um, there's more freedom in that than than sometimes we think within the boundaries of it does align with scripture do people in my life who I trust and know the Lord also confirm it
1: Okay. Yeah. I think I just reiterate what I said before that, like Spooner's saying, as you're diving into scripture and doing those checks, um, when we're talking about checks, we're talking about check the character of God. We know that he is good. We know that he loves you. So if you're hearing thoughts in your head that are telling you, you know, you're not worthy of spending time with him or you're too sinful to come to him, that's not from God. God wants you to come to him because of those things. He wants you to be unafraid in coming to him. Um, that's the whole point of your relationship with Jesus. Um, but also, as you dive deeper into scripture and just read it, um, I know that it can sometimes feel discouraging and feel like, well, I didn't get much out of this. Why did I have to read this genealogy? Why did I have to read this story? It doesn't directly apply to me. Um, one of my favorite things my old pastor told me was that um, reading your Bible is sometimes like eating your veggies. You don't see its effect in your body immediately, but you know it's helping. Um, yeah, so I'd say keep that in mind as well. Um, okay, so we have a couple questions about how we set time aside for God. So if we're feeling like we don't have a lot of time in our day or we're pretty stressed about something, how do you guys recommend um, keeping that boundary and, like, respecting the need to set time aside for God?
0: Um. You know, in my, in, in my walk with God, I think this is like one of the most important things that you'll do, and um, you know, a lot of people say, do do your time with God in the morning, and there's a really good reason for that. It, it you know, by giving God your first, kind of your first, first fruits, your first time in the morning, it's really going to set the pace. It kind of, first of all, it prioritizes God. You're giving God your time before anything else you do. Um, and second, it really sets the course for your day. Like, I can't i mean, you know, talking about imp- imperfection, right? I, I'm married. I have, I have too many little kids. Um, life is, life is struggle. And I, I, I struggle to do that in the morning. And I can't tell you the difference between the days that I spend my time with God first, and when I don't. The days I don't are harder. Um, my mind's not in the right place. It seems like there's more struggles. Um, and when I put God first, it just seems like. Like he's I just know he's with me and I know that I've given him that time and he's 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 in me like we're in sync and um, it just makes those days just so much easier.
3: Yeah, I, this is a struggle, but um, there's a couple practical things I found. One, it looks different in different seasons. So sometimes, I'm, like, for me, I am a morning person. Not this week, but sometimes I am. So mornings do matter, but it's going, hey, where in my schedule are there pockets of time that I can, like, repurpose? Um, I've, I've been there. Life is busy, and that's that's tough. But who here drives? Anyone drive? Do you have a car? Yes? Okay. A lot of us do. Amazing. Well, you have to drive places, and that's time. That's you in the car. So something, especially in seasons when I do not feel like spending time with Jesus, when I would rather do anything else, I turn off my music, I don't call anyone, I don't do anything, and I force myself to pray out loud, like literally out loud, because I'll get distracted if it's just in my head. And if I don't even, and sometimes i just pray for other people. I'll start with the alphabet. This is going to sound dumb, but welcome, welcome, here we are. Um, I'll start with the alphabet. I'll go someone whose name starts with an A, starts with a B, starts with a C. Other times it's like I, I don't realize, like I overthink, anyone ever think? Yeah, mm-hmm, I overthink everything. But sometimes, it, so sometimes the alphabet praying for other people, sometimes it's going, wow, I haven't, go- I've like, at the middle of my day, I'm like, I've been going through so many, like, so many different things that I haven't even caught up to, like, where my own, like, mind and a spirit is, and I just kind of recenter and say, okay, Lord, well, I feel really stressed, and I have no idea why, can you meet me here? And then sometimes I just sit in silence and, and ask for the Lord to you. If you if you've never done something like that, that might feel overwhelming. But for those of you who you have, I challenge you to ask yourself that question of Hey, where are these creative pockets of time that I can be disciplined in your crazy school schedule, in what you're doing, to spend time with Jesus? And then, um, second thing is, screen time really convicts me. And this isn't from a place of. I'm, like, very aware this is not from a place of condemnation or from a place of guilt of, like, oh, spend time on your phones, you should pray. Like, I don't want you to hear that because that's not helpful. Um, And some of us in here probably tend to be um, achievement-oriented and, like, I see as a check to do. But I have made things that, like in my own house of, hey, I'm not going to scroll. I'm not, I'm not going to have my phone like in my room when I can help to not have it there. And instead of when I'm like, okay, my brain is dead, all I want to do is keep scrolling, not perfect at this, very much not. But I say I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to force myself to read a paragraph of scripture instead, literally one paragraph. Um, that takes maybe a minute, maybe a minute but it's saying, Lord, I want to be disciplined enough to refix my mind on that in these pockets that I have in these intentional spaces where I've set boundaries. And I have to be accountable to people for that too because if I just say, oh, I'm going to do this and I don't tell anyone, it doesn't happen. But if I tell my sister, hey, I'm going to do this, she's like, Deb, what did you do? I said, okay. <laughs>
1: Yeah, accountability is huge. I think another piece of this is frequently, like, I've used the excuse of, oh, I don't have enough time, or if I get up any earlier, I'm going to be too tired for my day. And I'm not here to tell you get up earlier anyway, because I've heard that a lot, and actually that's put a lot of guilt in my life. And I've taken that on as a very, like, I'm not good enough, because I don't wake up early enough to spend time with Jesus, when in actuality, that doesn't work for me. And that's okay. That's why, the, that's why our description of spending time with Jesus was so vague, because it does look different for every single person, because God created you intentionally, and you have specific ways that you like to spend time with him, and he cares about that. So I'd say lean into what feels natural first, and then try different things Try, like, if reading your Bible is not the easiest thing for you, read a verse and listen to worship music or read a verse and pray. Um, Spending, like, I started doing this thing where at two minutes a day, except for at camp because we're busy, 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 two minutes a day, I sit in complete silence. And I just ask the Holy Spirit, which is very, very unnatural for me, not what I like to do. Um, But that's one of the ways I've started doing that. Instead of getting up and trying to read, which is hard for me first thing in the morning, I lay in my bed and I don't fall asleep. And I sit in silence for two minutes and I just ask the Lord what he wants to do today, Um, which sounds kind of like funny, but um, sometimes those funny things that feel a little unnatural are really good. Um, The other thing I wanted to say was, um, we really want you to walk away from this not feeling like, oh, I just need to read my Bible more, or I just need to pray more, or I just need to, you know, go to life group more. All of those are fantastic things. We want you guys in community. We want you praying. We want you reading your Bibles. But more than anything, I want you guys to be able to bring um, whatever emotions or feelings that you're having that are keeping you from God to God instead. So if you're feeling frustrated or stressed because you don't have the time to spend with God, I literally want you to pray, God, I'm frustrated right now. Here's why because he cares about that. And that gets you into this practice of talking to him about how you're feeling. Um, Yeah, we have another really awesome question, kind of along these same lines. um, A student asked, how do I give my trust to God with the things I care about um, when I don't feel like I can feel him?
3: One, I think... Starting with the the recognition that we're never guaranteed that we're always going to feel God and that that is actually a normal thing to experience. I think helps. Nothing's wrong with you if you don't feel like you have this intense emotional experience with the Lord. Those are valid and those totally happen and it's great to ask for them. But going, okay, this is normal. And then I think of, um, so in 1 Corinthians 13, it talks about faith, hope, and love. And how the greatest of these is love. Yes, let's acknowledge that 100%. But there's something about having to have faith in God when you don't feel Him, having to hope in Him that He's not, that He's there when you don't see Him, that we're not going to have to do in heaven. So the fact that we get to have faith and hope in a God that we don't feel in some moments, that is something that we can say, hey, God, I'm committed to you. And even when I don't feel it, that honors him in a way that like the angels don't get to do, that we don't get to do once we're in heaven. So what can help me in that is I say, God, I don't feel you right now. If anything, I actually i am kind of angry that I don't feel you. I don't understand what's wrong. But then it's taking that surrender and saying, God, if you choose to have me never feel you again, I'm going to still say, I believe that you're good. I believe that you're with me. And there's a reason that this is building my faith and that this is something that I can do that honors you in a way that I can't understand but is something that is unique that we get to do only for a lifetime. So my greatest challenge to you and that would be to, hey, it's un- one, it's normal and two, what does it look like to take that greater perspective and
1: trust that God's still at work in that? Yeah, I think because I apparently love talking about this. Um, The only thing I would add is that I think that sometimes um, one of the fears from us putting things that we care about into God's hand is that maybe he won't think that we need it and he'll take it away. Um, But I want you to know that because he is a good father, he cares so much for the things you care for, and he will work through those things with you. So if you're giving him something important, something that you feel like, oh, I I don't know if I can do this life without this thing, and I don't know if I can trust God to take care of it for me. He wants to partner with you in that. He is not distant and separate from you. He is near to you and cares about those things. So um, begin little by little. Like, what is your first step in giving him something you tr- um, that you're really, you care about, that you want to trust him with? Yeah. Um, we have another really awesome question um, having to do with praying after you sin. And essentially this question is asking, um, After I sin, it feels really transactional to just immediately ask for forgiveness. And how do I come to God and not constantly feel like all I need to do is ask for forgiveness, but actually get to talk about other things as well?
3: Okay, so to rephrase the question to make sure I'm understanding. So when so once we sin, how do we have our prayers be more than just saying, "Hey God, I'm sorry," but moving on to other things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, one, hey, I'm glad you're praying about your sin. Let's start there. Repentance. Uh, Martin Luther. I think it was Martin Luther. Actually no, I'm not going to go there because I'm going to misquote it. but basically basically repentance is a part of our life. <laughs> That's, yeah I don't know it was too early guys. Um, repentance is something that w- it refreshes us and, it, and it's something that we get to do that we don't want to do and is uncomfortable. So once you start there, maybe it's like, okay, I'm going to say God, I'm sorry for this. And then you just sit there and, and read, um, read some, like a psalm and say, Lord, I don't know what to pray after this. Maybe you're dealing with guilt. Maybe it's shame. Maybe it's saying, like Lord, I don't, if it's like I don't feel worthy to ask for anything, it's like, God, meet me here first and remind me that in our sin, it's not about our sin. It's about our Savior. It's about the fact that Jesus is greater than any any mistake that we make, anything that we do. It's about Jesus. So if you feel like hey, I don't even feel capable of asking him something because maybe I feel unworthy of doing that or I don't feel capable, then turn to worship. You can say, hey, these are the things that I'm thankful, God, that of who you are. Like I'm glad that you're forgiving. God, thank you that you're forgiving. God, thank you that you are merciful. God, thank you that even if I'm afraid, I'm just gonna sin again. I don't even wanna, I don't even wanna ask. You can reflect it back to him and go, God, this is who you are. And slowly pray that he lets his Holy Spirit meet you where you're at. And, okay, I'll say one more thing, then go. Um, So there's one place in scripture that talks about Jesus' heart. This is one of my favorite things. And so if you were to say, okay, if someone were to say, what is Jesus' heart towards you in your sin and in your suffering, what would come to mind? You don't have to say it aloud, but just kind of think, what would you fill in that blank with? Jesus is this towards me. So you might think, like, powerful, which he is. You might think um, he's forgiving, which he is. But in Matthew 6, the only verse in all of Scripture that talks about what Jesus' heart, like his actual attitude towards us is, is that he is gentle and lowly. The Savior of the world is near to us, and he is gentle in your sin. And maybe you're like, okay, God's gentle. I don't know if I want that. Um, The more you live, the more you'll see that we all need grace. And we need that. So the fact of in your sin, you can remind yourself, hey, God, his heart towards me right now is actually here with me. His presence is with me. He's there to walk with you in that, even in how uncomfortable that might be.
0: Yeah, um, that's a fantastic answer. And I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a big, like, adder on or to Really good answers. So you handed me the mic. But I, I just wanted to, wh- whoever's question that was, you know, do not, I love that you continue to come to our Savior to repent. Um, don't, even if that feels a little bit hollow to you, don't stop. Um, God, God wants to hear from us. He, even, even in our low points, even in our sin, and he wants to forgive us and he wants to come alongside us. So uh, I'm glad that you're continuing to do that.
1: Yeah, I am a big Adder honor. So I'm going to add just a tiny bit. (laughs) Um, there is a, um, I think it's in. I think it's in the epistles, it's in the letters from Paul. Um, so after the Gospels and after Acts, there are letters from Paul to each of the churches. And um, he talks about the difference between uh, guilt and shame and repentance, which he calls godly grief in a lot of translations. Um, and my, the biggest transformation in my life when it came to praying about my sin and confessing to God, but then building relationship outside of just confession, Um, was that, yes, confession is necessary, repentance is necessary, but if you are feeling the need to continually grovel before God because you believe that you are shameful or you are unworthy or um, you're carrying this guilt about your sin, that's not from God. I know I said that earlier, but it's not from God. And um, Paul actually goes on to talk about he's telling this church this. He's telling a church, an entire church this, guys, that guilt and shame are not from God. They're from the enemy. You are convicted. When you're convicted of your sin, you know you're convicted because you run to God. Conviction of your sin, recognition of your sin does not keep you from him. It drives you to him. And so I would challenge you as you're feeling like guilty or shameful about things that are going on in your life or going on that you're doing or that are happening to you, challenge those thoughts in prayer and ask the Holy Spirit to tell you what God is saying about you and ask for forgiveness in that way. Because God wants you to receive identity every time you meet with him. To know that you are a son and a daughter and you are loved first. And then to ask. He, like, he wants you to know that you are loved and that's why you ask for forgiveness. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, could you guys speak to what, what does your personal time with Jesus look like? And how has it changed?
0: Um, yeah, so I think important point number one is that it changes it will change um, you will never have repeated seasons you you know you're you will grow um, and and there's we've been talked about kind of times in your life when it seems a little bit dry and you seem distant from God and all those things are very real and um, was the first part of the question what does it look like yeah. um, so so depending on kind of where I'm at I mean I think it changes um, there are times when like my time with God is, like, the most exciting thing for me. And it's, like, it's just I can't wait to, like, sit down, be in a quiet space, and, like, just, like, sit in silence, ask God for to, like, lead me to something and, and read my Bible and, and just kind of, like, hear from him and just give him some time and space to, to speak to me and teach me something new. Um, and there's times when um, I feel really just worn out and I feel like God's far from me. Um, and sometimes I use, like, I kind of call them just kind of like little cheats or just things that, like to just keep me connected. I kind of I fall back to, I'm, I'm a little bit of a writer. I like to like write things down. Um, so I think my, my easiest fallback is just if I sit down and I'm just kind of like, I'm not feeling this, um, which, which happens, happens a lot. Um, I, I like make myself write down some reason why he's good. Um, which there are lots when you, when I start writing and the first one's really hard, it gets easier and easier and easier. Um, or things that I'm just thankful for, just ways he's blessed me and my family and my, and circumstances and what he's done in my own life. Um, so it just kind of depends how I'm feeling, um, how, how the Lord's speaking to me in that season too. Sometimes God speaks to me very strongly through. His scripture, sometimes he leads me to others and peers and um, friends and some guys. Honestly, you guys sometimes, and you guys sometimes speak to me, and I'm just like, wow, that was, like, that's just what I needed to hear today.
3: That's great. Um, okay, I'll talk you through what I do, like, right now. So in the morning, because I am a morning person, I force myself to set my timer uh, for five minutes, and my phone is still on, do not disturb, so that I don't get distracted, because I do. And I just sit there. So this is something that is really uncomfortable for a lot of people. But I sit there and go, okay, Lord, where is my mind at? Where is my heart at? I might focus on something about God. And I just take that five minutes and say, Lord, how do I just quiet myself because I'm so chaotic? So I just sit in silence for five minutes. Um, and then after that, I'm reading a devotional right now, which I used to be very anti-devotional, to be honest, because I thought they were very cliche. So that's a little humbling. But I'm re- so then I read. It has a passage of scripture and then like a reflection question after that. And then I say, I read the scripture once. I look at the question, I reflect on that, and then I read the scripture again and say, Lord, what's a phrase or a word that I can walk into today with? So that's what I start with. It takes me like 10 minutes right now because that's that's where I'm at at this season of my life. And then at the end, uh, so I'm also in a class, so this kind of helps. I listen, I actually listen to the Bible. I'm it's, I'm doing it for a class as well. But when I'm like getting ready in the morning, I try to at least listen to like a chapter or two. I'm in Matthew right now. Um, and then I go through my day, and then it's trying to be aware, aware of the Lord throughout that. And then at night, again, because of how I'm, I'm built, like, I kind of need to unpack my day. So there's something called the Prayer of examine from Ignatius of Loyola. It sounds really fancy, but it's really not. And it's basically a couple questions that, like Jeff is saying, it asks you to, like, look back and say, God, how did I see you today? And then it asks you to look forward. And then it also says, hey, with, like, what attitude and what, like, reminder of God do I want to ask the Lord to show up for me tomorrow? So I do that, and I, again I try to read another chapter at night because I'm also doing it for a class, which is still great. But and I don't do I don't do that every day, um, but I try to, and it's looked very different in different seasons, like Jeff is saying. So I'd love to talk more about what it has at other times. But that is like my this current week where I'm at.
1: Oh, I love it. Thank you guys. Um, we want to move into like five minutes. Five minutes might sound really long once I explain this to you, but I promise you guys, you can do it. Um, we want to move into five minutes of just giving you time to be with the Lord in this room. We're going to stay here, um, because we're not done yet, but, uh, I just invite you guys, whether that's prayer, you can move out of your seat. You can sit on the floor. I love to sit on the floor with the Lord. So no judgment there. Um, if that looks like praying with someone, do so quietly to respect everyone around you. If you have your Bible or a journal, feel free to read some scripture or to journal. Um, but we just want to invite you guys into five minutes of prayer and then, um, we'll let you know when those five minutes are up, but yeah, go ahead and do whatever feels most comfortable for you. Um, like I said, we have more after this, so we're not, this is not the end of our time, so just be aware of that, but yeah. (coughs)
3: <coughs> Excuse me. Heavenly Father, God, thank you for this time that we got to spend. Lord, for every person who walked into this room, Lord, from the the rating that we did at the beginning of where we're at, we're spending time with you, God, even our desire to that. God, thank you that you knew they were going to be in here. And God, I ask that we would all leave with a sense of your nearness, God, that we would find encouragement knowing that you are not unattainable, that you are a God who draws near to us. And even as we are trying to have new habits, God, saying we want to know you more through your word, through prayer, um, through being in community, God, we, we want to remember that this is about you and that you're the one who's going to draw us near and that it's it's whether we feel like we're good at this, God, whether we're coming in with a lot of shame or a lot of unknowns, God, that you are going to speak to us. So God, I ask that as we leave this room um, and in a second here, God, that you would you would just show up in this next week in ways that even surprise us and that there would be sweetness in time spent with you. That would be a marker that they could look back at this week and say, hey, I, I walked away from camp knowing that Jesus is for me and that I get to have a deeper relationship with him that lasts a lifetime. God, we commit We commit ourselves to you, God. We commit these students to you, and we
1: ask for you to move in a new way. We love you and we trust you. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, guys, um, just a few things before you go. Um, there's a lot of opportunities right now for you guys to lean into this space, into these questions. If you asked a question and it didn't get answered, um, please don't think poorly of the question you asked. They were really good questions. Um, we want you to bring those up. Talk to your leaders. Um, if you can find us at free time, we would love to talk more about this. This is like what we live for. So we would talk about it all day if we could. Um, so please open invitation. Come find us at free time in between moments. Um, we'd love to answer your answer your questions and to pray with you. Um, and just as we're leaving, I wanted to read this little bit of scripture the Lord put on my heart this morning for you guys. Uh, it's in James 1, and it says, If you want to know what God wants you to do, ask him, and he will gladly tell you. For he's always ready to give a bountiful supply of wisdom to all who ask him, and he will not resent you for it. Um, Just a reminder, he loves you. He cares about you. Even if that doesn't uh, feel true to your life right now, it is. Um, Yeah, so keep asking questions. Keep praying, guys. And um, you're dismissed to cabin time. We'll see you soon.